The Everything Else is powered by Abstracta and Learning. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Everything Else podcast. This is season three. I'm Mer. And I'm Vera. And this episode right here is the one about feedback. I can feel managers squirming in their seats. <laughs> there is something about feedback that makes everyone a little bit uncomfortable. My guess is that we've been getting it wrong for a while. Have you ever had any difficult experiences with feedback, Rita? Oh, sure I have. Um, my take is that feedback is associated with criticism mm. to being caught red-handed on what I did wrong. Has it been like that for you? Definitely. I've had all sorts of experiences though. Wonderful feedback and curl up in a ball and cry feedback. <laughs> right? And I've given lots of feedback too. Are you good at giving feedback? Mm, I'm, I'm not sh really sure if I agree there is such a thing as being good at giving feedback though. Wait, wait. Some people suck at giving feedback. <laughs> we agree, right? <laughs> I don't know. I like I, I kind of like the way I give it. Okay. Though I must say that I have heard that for some I'm a bit soft. Um but well, definitely for you, so yeah. I'm there too. I I don't know honestly if it's me, the other person, the alchemia that happens in between, but I've seen people capitalizing my input, saying it cut on, referring to it later on in their lives, and others listening to me and not identifying something as useful in all the things I said or saying I said nothing. <laughs> so, honestly, I'm not we a don't boss. know, we don't know. So that message, that last one, right? That hurts. It needs adjusting yep. a little bit, right? And sure. this is this is a great starting point though, knowing that feedback um will have to be adjusted depending on the receiver. Right? Like yeah. it's always gonna be different. There's no there's no recipe for no this recipe. is always gonna work, right? To be honest, I've had to put work on feedback, particularly the constructive one at work, because good feedback, it just rolls off my tongue. It's fine. Oh, this was great. You did a great job, right? But I tend to sugarcoat things, right? So the other one, I guess since we're being honest, because this might be helpful for others too, that I used to think that I had a tough time giving negative or constructive feedback because I was nice. <laughs> you know, I care about people, so I don't really give negative feedback. But I've learned um, the difficult way that it's not so much about being nice, but rather of being afraid, I think. So if you resonate with this on the other side, it's well worth putting in the time to improve this skill. Uh oh, maybe this is what was happening to me too. <laughs> and it's an eye opener, isn't it? When you realize that if you actually care, then you have to give that constructive feedback. You look out for the other person and you point out the areas of improvement. Like, this is very important, is right? Mm -hmm. Because caring about people means that you have to be honest. And this is difficult. Sometimes we think that the best way to care for people is to protect or even overprotect them. Mm. So you don't talk up to them about the issues you have. But honesty is the best way to show you care. Now, mm. honesty yeah. and saying whatever comes to your mind is not the same. Ah, it's not the same? No. <laughs> saying what needs to be said and doing it in time is a bit of an art form for me. I, I agree. So let's have a look at what feedback is, right? Before we move on. Definitions, please. 
You know what? Before your definition, can we see what feedback is not? Because we Good talked point. a little bit about this before. I feel like there's a roadblock there. Like feedback is not advice. Absolutely. <laughs> And feedback is not your judgment. Okay. I like, I feel like feedback is such an overused word, right? To say, I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> oh God, I can, can I give you some feedback? <laughs> it's like that we need to talk in couples, right? You, totally. Your heart starts racing and you know that it's coming. So what is feedback? Is it just support? Is it rooting for somebody? No, it's not just praise either. I think it helps to think of feedback with the definition in communication, right? In a general sense, feedback is the last stage of communication that occurs when the output of a system is used as input back into the system. So in essence, it's the response to the intended message. How did your actions, your job, your presentation, your words, whatever, your efforts, how did that impact the receiver? Your boss, your teammates, your clients, your spouse. What were the implications? Exactly. How were they translated? How were your efforts translated? Are these impacts aligned with your objective? And it's the feedback that allows you to adjust your message or your actions or your efforts, right? Your future, future actions. That is key right there because that is the objective of feedback, adjusting the message, for example, your actions and efforts so that you can reach that objective that you had. Hmm. All right, so burning questions. We have <laughs> this is in my, in my section. Burning questions. How often should should feedback happen? Trinet, the HR services provider, had a really interesting study. Then they they showed like how many people cried after be feedback. How many people felt that they that it was constructive? But what the, the crying cry, index, crying and feedback <laughs> go hand in hand. So. One of the results was that 74% of millennials at work felt in the dark about how managers and peers viewed their performance. Wow, so frequency is an issue. Mm -hmm. But what is the ideal frequency? Every week, every time it is needed, at first, much more often? twice a year <laughs> I think at first more often for sure mm -hmm. right right to make sure that there is alignment totally we can think about this in sailing I think we used this when we were talking about objectives also you might start off a few degrees off course on a trip and if you correct it quickly you can get back on track easily but if you don't correct it and the trip is long these few degrees in the long run mean that you will be majorly off course at the end in another destination even and the same happens with feedback right yes. yeah I you know I have I have fought these questions many times the frequency issue yes because to me feedback is continuous you know okay. a smile a thank you a conversation and something that felt off mm. um, and it's not in a special meeting really mm. so when the formal feedback meeting comes as in the parallelism of the we need to talk talk <laughs> you more or less know where you are at, right? If yeah. you don't know or what is being brought up is completely unknown to you, well, something is really off with that communication. I get where you're going, yes. And this might be something that as a therapist is quite obvious, but it's the importance of talking about the here and now, about the value of revisiting and checking in periodically on the other, on myself and on the relationship. Hmm. This takes time But it pays off and dedicating time to it. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. Good. So it's intrinsically linked to motivation, right? Yes. And I think at a moment when we're seeing record numbers and disengagement and we're talking about quiet quitting and all this, it's essential that we think about how 
people can feel appreciated. That's what I was thinking, right? When you were saying it, looking, revisiting, checking in on the relationship. Um, many studies point to the fact that younger generations, millennials and Gen Z in particular, they need to feel appreciated. Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, more. <laughs> because this is something that now we are aware that is relevant, mm -hmm. that we dare to experiment and bring it to the workplace in this search for feeling more humanized while we are working. But humans, we have a need for appreciation, security, support. Mm. And, and all this talk about feedback and continuous feedback, what you were mentioning before, it speaks about the major shift that we're seeing at work and in work relationships for sure. Yes. That then this is why it is associated with saying how valuable you are to the company. Mm. Now, does it mean that this is how valuable you are to the company in terms of salary or grade or passing or not passing an exam or a course in the case of teachers? Mm. This is not what feedback is only, no. right? No. Because it first, sorry, um, it frustrates me a little bit today. <laughs> I have fought with my, my with my own frustration for this episode a lot because I also get this I, this phrase, I did not get feedback. To the point that in one of my teams, we say, hashtag, this is feedback. Uh, so one idea to highlight today is feedback is not evaluation. Feedback is not evaluation. But, you know, I was thinking of, about this when we were talking about feedback, that one, one of the most significant feedback, let's say, that, that I've gotten wasn't really feedback. It was just a comment, right? And I, th I think that this might mean that we have to be receptive to feedback in the broad sense of communication, being open to the impact of what you're doing and taking it as input, it, being open to that, even if it's not formal feedback, it can be body language or just a passing comment, yeah. right? That is feedback. Hashtag this is feedback. Hashtag this is feedback. <laughs> Which in turn can be a little bit more complicated nowadays that we are remote, mm. right? Remote work, turned off cameras, muted team members. There's not always input in return. It's, it's true. You're kind of facing a wall sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to read, right? Um, yeah, I think maybe we have to be more explicit about it nowadays. All right, let's go. Let's elaborate a bit on the difference. You, you were saying it's not evaluation, right? And going back to the definitions that we were talking about. Generally speaking, there are at least three types of feedback. Appreciation, coaching and evaluation. Right. That formal end of your feedback that you were thinking about, this is the more evaluative feedback. Right. So feedback is not a bad word. Let's start there because everyone's like, oh, feedback that is like a be black the name. hole. That should be the name of this episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciation is a type of feedback, right? It rewards and recognizes the good that you've been doing. It's motivating. It connects people. It even wakes up intrinsic motivation. Yeah, this is why it's best when 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 it's ongoing right mm -hmm. as a way of acknowledging what is a strength for the other person maybe he or she does not see that he or she does not appreciate it as much as you can see it right mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's something that he or she take for granted yeah now this is not just the public kudos you know yeah congratulations <laughs> This can be a private conversation, a heartfelt thank you for bringing what you bring to the table. Thanks for being there. I am glad you're part of the team. Hmm. A big smile. Yeah. It is appreciative because this is deeply connected with gratitude, with the fact of celebrating together what happened, what you did, that we are in this together. It's appreciation 
that what happened was not a default way that what had to be done, you know? Mm, that's good. Yeah, it sees the beauty, the extraordinary, it makes you feel special. And sure, this ignites our intrinsic motivation because it gives us tools to keep knowing ourselves better, seeing our own potential. It connects us with what makes us us. Mm. It's a moment when you feel seen, not one more, but someone, not anyone, you. That was moving. <laughs> I get so intense sometimes. No, but you know, I would love to get that feedback. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I felt inspired with that. It wasn't even about me. So the second type of feedback then. So the appreciative, we love it. Everyone loves getting it. And okay, it's not. It has to be honest. Though. It has to be honest. Not just like bullshitty. Like, yeah. Oh, good job. Good job. All right. I see you <laughs> give content to those words, you know, <laughs> feel them. Uh, oh god uh coaching i'm a bit acid today <laughs> this is this is a great day to do an episode on feedback all right so coaching is the second type right this is related to helping someone adjust align improve expand it's an outside perspective on what or how something can get better this is yes. the idea now for this to be valuable there needs to be a good match, don't you think? Like a coach who sees potential in you, mm. who is a believer. This thing that we were saying, put content to those words, not just say the words, yeah. but believe really in the other person. Mm. And also the coach needs to see the bigger picture so they can point you in the right direction. Your destination is two miles away. On the other side, you need a coachee who can hear and take in what can be improved. and that what can be improved does not cancel what was appreciated of That's you. That's really important, though. This is not one or the well, other. Yeah, yeah. It is one because of the other. Mm, right? I like that. That's if they believe in you, they appreciate you, they can believe in you and point you of new things to do better. Yeah, and it doesn't cancel out what the yes. good things. Um, and this has a lot to do with delivery, though, the doesn't words. it? Right? Yeah. Like the, the way that I actually do it. We'll get that to that, I, I think, yeah. at the end. The third type of feedback was evaluation. That so we had appreciation, coaching, and evaluation. Now, this is the one that everyone sort of dreads, right? This is about assessing. This is seeing how someone is performing in reference to a standard or expectation of some sort. This is the only type of feedback that is based on roles. The other type of feedback can be bidirectional. And as a leader, you can give or receive it. Or <laughs> she's yeah. raising eyebrows. Or ideally, that is the case. I, I think maybe we have to make a quick disclaimer here. Um, you and I, we work in very modern work settings, and this is something that's valid. But some listeners might be scoffing at the idea. I know I have friends who have horror stories about this. And uh, I think maybe the majority of people don't work in places where bi-directional feedback is taken well or even imagined as a possibility. Where you can or when it happens, it's more of a sad than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, this evaluative feedback you mentioned, this is the one most people talk about when they think of feedback, don't you think? Yes. Like, how was it? Was it good for you? This one compares you to an external standard, to people you admire, to the expected profile, to the role to ideas and ideals. So for me, this is like the expectations versus a reality meme. <laughs> the LinkedIn versus the messy reality. Yeah, right? finding the differences between one 
and the other. It reminds me a lot of the conversation about around assessment in education, like teachers talking about teaching skills and continuously assessing them. And yet at a point, parents and even students won't demand the standardized test result. <laughs> Grade me. <laughs> I, I'm guilty of that, I think. It, but it's because we're, we're it's used to being classified. It's a transition. It's a tag, right? It's something. Yeah. All right. Now, in essence, what's important in the coaching or evaluation feedback is that it has to be constructive, not negative okay mm -hmm. <laughs> even though we have to acknowledge that what we regularly get as this is not constructive yeah. right and by the way just criticizing something and saying i i'm saying this in a constructive way that doesn't make it constructive <laughs> no it does not now for it to be constructive it needs to be loving appreciative of who you are and inspiring right showing you more than you can see for yourself with a clear guide of how to with a clear guide of how to get closer to that aspiration. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It takes on your blind spots, but it's meaningful in that sense with a clear objective of actually getting the message across to the other person so that changes can be effectively made, right? Yeah, you need to leave. You need to leave knowing there is a way out. Yes. Right? And yeah. wanting to conquer that. Yes, it's not just vomiting your opinion. That's not constructive feedback. It's like that saying, feedback can make you bitter or better, right? If it makes you bitter, it's not constructive. Yeah, I need that t-shirt. I, I saw it in a meme. It's like everything worthwhile in life, it was a meme. <laughs> Come on. Of course. So, within that spirit being of constructive, some things need to be said as corrections of errors. Like in the workplace, as a, when teaching grammar, right? right? Some things you say or do, you don't even know they should not be done, yeah. right? Because it's part of the learning process. You're fucking first times, like our friend <laughs> Brenna Brown says. And it is not that you did something wrong. You are learning, you're experimenting, and it needs to be pointed out. So you can capitalize that mistake, not to make it twice. Like in another iteration, right? Yeah, this is this is very related to the growth mindset. Yes, right. So, in reference to this constructive feedback, there's interesting research by Emily Heafy and Marshall Lozada that point to a magic ratio in reference to the positive and constructive feedback. Right, five to one. Wow. For every negative, five positive feedback. Are you listening? <laughs> that this makes sense because without the first two, without appreciation and coaching, the relationship is not established. I have not earned that role to be the person pointing things out for that's, you. That's nice that you mentioned though, because I do think it's an earned role with trust. Yes. It's an honor actually. Hmm. Um, so why would you trust that I'm saying if you don't know that it comes from good intentions? Yeah. If it, you don't know it comes from good intentions, you won't let the guard down. Mm. You'll be defensive. It will be harder for you to understand that the good is seen too. And you'll be trying to argument. Yeah, <laughs> and defend yourself, right? So the relationship between the people involved in the feedback process is very important. Definitely. In therapy, we talk about transference. Mm. Like this is the basis of the relationship. If it's solid, if it's positive, then we can have the most profound conversations. We can question the most unquestionable of things. Mm. But this does not happen from one day to the next. So by not respecting the timing when the other person is ready to hear what I have to say, it can all 
fail. Yeah, it, it all sort of goes pear-shaped, even if you yeah. had good intentions. You know, when I was reading about this, I remembered some research by John Gottman. He studies healthy relationships, and he, he also had a magic ratio. I went to look for it because it was also five to one, right? Five positive interactions to one negative interaction for a healthy relationship um, to occur, right? And this sort of goes to show yet again that feedback at work is just a relationship, right? And like any other relationship, it needs some vitamins to grow grow so that it can vi survive the tough weather. Yeah. Right? And much like tough weather and storms, negativity is very powerful or impactful, which is why it takes some positive ones to make up for for the other ones, right? Definitely. I, I don't know if it's, re well, I, the research says five to one. I don't know if it's exactly five to one, but I definitely agree that it's much more positive than negative for it to work. Yeah. And it's not equal, right? No. I love these golden rules because they're creative ways of saying this. Yeah. Like you have to have something positive to base yourself on. Yeah. Now, also, this is a way of predicting of, or determining the health of a relationship for me has to do with how crystallized the roles are. Mm -hmm. Am I the one who is most of the time thanking the other? Am I the one who is constantly seeing the potential in the other? Am I the one always calling the chances of improvement? Hmm. At a point, if these don't vary, if they don't circulate, the relationship will become tense and it won't be enriching both ways. It will stop being a two-way street. Yeah. And at some point, you're, if, if the roles have been crystallized, you're sort of like, oh, here it comes again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. The boss yeah. will give me the negative feedback. Yeah, again. Mm -hmm. Right? So it has to be dynamic. We talked about this in teams and in rebranding. I think we're, we're always mentioning the same thing. Flexibility. <laughs> Flexibility. And I love that you mentioned roles because this brings us to another burning question on the issue of giving feedback. Is that a leadership role? Can everyone give anyone feedback? Yes, they can. <laughs> sure, why not, right? It's free. <laughs> <laughs> now, in IT, you know, this is a constant. Ask for feedback. People many times giving unwanted feedback. And I must say that I have trouble with this many times because sometimes it's untimely. It is said by someone who I don't even know at times. Mm -hmm. Or I don't trust him or her or I don't know his or her credentials. It's not someone who, for some reason, I look up to and understand I could learn from. Hmm. This happens a lot also on social media and the internet, right? The yeah. Public things. Unsolicited comments about something. It, yeah. But again, thinking that feedback is just an opinion. Uh, yeah. Oh, here, let me give you my opinion. HBR published a really interesting article called The Fallacy of Feedback. And it mentioned a common assumption that feedback works because you're getting feedback from someone who is the truth holder, right? And this is not always the case, right? The person that gives you feedback is not always the truth holder. No, not at all. I remember once, you know, I was doing an internship as a therapist. And I was highly critical of the therapists who were running the place. I wanted to implement many changes and I was really convinced about it. These were things that mattered to me a lot and they kind of still do. Mm -hmm. So when the time came, I did not fully adapt to what was expected of me. Okay. When my evaluation came in, it was not great <laughs> because I was, being, right. I was being measured based on an expectation I did not fully agree with. Okay. But when my grade came in, I was disappointed. And I remember having a hard time understanding that I was trying to get approval from people or ways that I did not approve of. 
So it's important to listen to feedback, but we need to be aware that not all feedback is equally valuable for us. Yeah, and I guess sometimes bad feedback from someone that you think is doing everything wrong <laughs> might not be such a bad thing, right? <laughs> well, you know, now 15 years later, I think I'm more tamed now and I would ask myself, are they doing everything wrong? <laughs> well, of course not, but you and I know more than well that sometimes we have to rebel. Right, it's it's part of the generational change. It's part of it's part of change. In, in, it was and a chance, innovation. and I took it. Yes, and, yeah. because we know better, or at least we think that we do. And so you rebel, like you did at uni, but then you have to deliver. Yes. right. You have to prove that you were right in rebelling. And many times you work harder for that. Exactly. To right? point to prove your point. To prove your point and to show your results to those who provided feedback that you didn't agree with. And it could be someone that you highly respect. It's not that they're doing everything wrong, right? Yeah. But in certain areas, you just don't see eye to eye or you think that something works differently and you work hard to prove your point and hopefully you can install change or acceptance. Yeah. All right, totally. so I think we've rambled enough about feedback. Should we move to a more practical part? I think listeners are probably wondering, okay, but... <laughs> How do you do it? How can I listen better? All right, let's get to the hacks. Okay, if you're giving feedback before you open your mouth, think about what you want to achieve. Do you want to build a bridge or do you want to throw a bomb? Because we're human and sometimes you want to be that girl in the meme setting the house on fire. You know, it's valid and it happens, that feeling of, ah, fuck it. But that's not constructive feedback. So if you want to build a bridge, strategize. Think about what you're going to say, who you are saying it to, and what would be the best way to do it. Take the time, and sometimes this can take a lot of time, to try and get your message across. Hack number two, start with something positive. Lay the ground for the person to be open and receptive. Hey, I noticed you're making an effort to improve your listening skills. That's great and it's making a great impact. But I also noted that when Mary blamed you for not closing the deal, you got a little nervous and raised your tone a little. I see you, but blah, blah, blah. <laughs> or because I see you, I need to tell you uh, this. Good, good, good. All right, number three, if you have specific feedback, find a framework to help you. I like the SBI feedback tool crafted by the Center of Creative Leadership. Not uh, because, you know, it's pretty aligned to the nonviolent communication framework in some aspects, right? SBI stands for situation, behavior and impact or implications like you mentioned today. You start by outlining the situation so that the context is clear and specific. For our example, let's set the example that we've spoken about before, right? Which is my tendency to use foul language. So we... Well, you have to <laughs> Shall bring we it go up. There? Shall we yes, go there? let's go there. All right. <laughs> this is just to make you a little uncomfortable. So context-wise, we'd say, Matt, last episode when we spoke about teamwork right that you're setting the context and then you would talk about the behavior you would say the precise behavior that you want to address no judgment clear measurable and observable avoid the temptation to interpret what happened and instead offer exactly what you saw or heard so you would say last episode when we spoke about teamwork you said the word shit three times so you realize you just go up and said it again. 
<laughs> well, we're saying it has to be specific, right? So we okay. have to say it specifically instead of saying, oh, you're grown up, man. You're always using inappropriate language. It's unprofessional, right? That <laughs> is the story that you're telling yourself. And feedback, the story that you're telling yourself is not important. And it's a roadblock, right? And then you would go to the impact, which is where you highlight the impact of the person's behavior on you, on the team, on the organization. So you want to give a shot? What would it look like? <laughs> okay. Matt, last episode when we spoke about teamwork, you said the word shit three times. And some people were concerned that it would put listeners off. <laughs> it was a good job. Did it feel nice when you said it? Just like, it, you know, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's cathartic, right? <laughs> no, it's honest and it makes reference to something that is alive in us. <laughs> I'd like to add that for many, it might feel a bit robotic. I've, heard, I've had this, that strategizing the framework. Now, <laughs> the framework, using frameworks, planning these things. Okay. Um, it feels a bit robotic, right? But this, when you put it into practice, it's not robotic and it's important also to add emotions if they come up because that's part of the impact. Right. You might be surprised that it sounds short because we're used to adding all of this story we tell ourselves. Yeah, yeah. But in this case, keeping it concise is important for mm. the other person to listen to it. So you can share the story to tell yourself with your partner, your boss, your friends. Yeah, just not there. But not there. Exactly. Okay. Hack number four. If you don't have specific feedback, you can use other frameworks like the keep, stop, start. So, um, you make a list, right? You yeah. make a list, right? Of things the person should keep doing, should start doing and should stop doing. Mm -hmm. Recommendations. Good. Number five, if you're listening to feedback and you're having a tough time or it gets intense, you can try and drown out the noise by either repeating mantras. I remember Brene Brown, I think it was, said something like, there's something valuable here. There's something valuable here, right? Like not taking everything in, but trying to see past the roadblocks the other person is throwing to find what it is that is meaningful and what in the feedback you're getting. And you can even try it metacognition exercise, right? This is what This is what I understood. Is that correct? Or so what you're saying is yeah, that exactly. I should do this. Yes. Right. Is that right. what you're asking? Yes. Can you give me an example of when I did so and so so that it's a little clear? I will add something more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes receiving feedback moves us and it's important to address that. Maybe mentioning, hey, look, I'm crying, but I'm <laughs> listening. S sort of owning it. What's happening? You don't turn the camera off. This is part of the conversation. Own it and make Make room for it. Good, good. I like that because sometimes it makes people uncomfortable. I yes. think it's what part of what makes people squirm. And it can make people uncomfortable that all these tears are coming out of their eyes. But well, if it's happening, it's valid. Yeah. Make okay. room for it. Good. Number seven. If your leader doesn't give you feedback, ask for it. Point to the not mets, right? The things that you're not uh, meeting expectations. Ask them to point something out in the next presentation that you have or in the next meeting. Ask for coaching. People think feedback needs to be evaluative. There's this gap we talked about before, right? There's a gap in perception between what people want and what leaders think they want. Many times people saying they want feedback, they just need coaching, guidance, advice, or even appreciation or acknowledgement of their difficulties. Yeah. So another tip would be ask for feedback in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. This is something for your development, that this requires a growth mindset. Be specific about your needs. If you need approval, ask, did you like it? Did I do it well? <laughs> When looking for advice, ask 
for advice. Mm. Like a good call to action, right? Hey, I'd like you to listen to the episode and I'd like to receive feedback. Meaningful feedback for me would be on what sparked your interest on the topic or what made you laugh or smile or what you disagree with. Not the quality of, <laughs> of my turned off microphone <laughs> or the recording of it as closet, right? <laughs> so with that said, dear listeners, with five on your feedback, the meaningful one. So please let us know what you thought. Thank you. Thanks for sticking around till the end so we can give you our CTA. If you like this episode, share it with someone who could use it and remember to follow us on social media. We are the Everything Else Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and you can follow us on LinkedIn. We are Vera Babat and Mercedes Remedi. A big shout out to our sponsors, Learning and Abstracta, our sound producers at Uicast, and our producer, Natalie Rogers. 